my calculations are correct, when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. It's Geek Stuff, TNG. What the fuck is a reboot? We're gonna be rolling out a lot of new things. Where the stars in this piece of shit? Oh, are you? I am the sandwich. No one of consequence. You can find me on Xbox at Fat Dumbledore. <laughs> you know what keeps going through my head? Where's my sandwich? To all who come to this happy place, welcome. I am West Coast Scott! How the hell did I get roped into this? Show me what you got. Scotty, beam me up. The force is strong with this one. And I am Big Kev. Hail to the king, baby. Yo, that kid Monty is fired. I have Amigo Isis action figure. Almighty Isis. And here we go. Guys, I know this is the thing you've been waiting for for six years, but Daisy Ridley is back on social media after a six-year break. That's good. I was worried about when she would come back. I have been waiting with bated breath, I swear. So what's the over-under on how long it takes uh, Star Wars toxic fandom to drive her off of it again? So she got back on, what, like at some point this week? Yeah. I give her the end of this week. <laughs> By the time this gets posted, she'll already be off. By the time this gets posted, she'll have already gotten off. And Daisy Ridley's off of Instagram. Or this just she in. will have deleted all comments off her posts, so you, you can't see them. It's a private account. Nobody can nobody yeah. can do it. Uh, all right. Well, before we really jump into the news, let's take a moment and go po- follow uh, Daisy Ridley's new social media. And then while you're there, make sure you're following uh, Geek Stuff, TNG, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the important ones. Uh, if you want to interact with the show, you can also call us on the GVM line. 201-730-2547. Or you can send us an email. At geekstufftng at gmail.com. Or if you really want to support the show over on the Patreon, for just a dollar a month, you get access to the show's private Discord server where you can chat with members of the show. Be sure and at mention Kev if you want him to respond. I think you have a message waiting from Vicious Smith right now. Oh, um, do I? Yeah, and then for $3 a month, you get uh, the early bird special, right? You get the show as soon as we're done recording it. Typically, that is a Monday night or Tuesday morning. And then you also get the prep sheet, a sneak peek of the prep sheet, I think, which is really valuable. Because I put a lot of time into it. Uh, and then for $5 a month, you get the bonus round, which is a sandwich shop and uh, vintage episodes of Big Kev's Geek Stuff. Hey, I guess th- what's working? Oh, the Instagram's working. Great. Great. Well, the Instagram Live will bring them right in. Because for $10 a month, you get to watch on the Instagram Live. So our patrons at the $10 level get to watch the show live and direct as it happens. Or get a copy of it uploaded to the Patreon page from a Zoom recording if we have to. Now, Kev is here making weird noise. Don't forget to bring your mic over in front of your face where it. I know. Where I'm your mouth hole is. trying to produce. The mouth hole. I can't produce the video egg segment of the fo- of the show. You do that from Hawaii. Let's not be complaining then. <laughs> oh, oh. With the press of a button, 
Kevin was muted for at least two minutes. <laughs> we can do it. Um, here we go. Geek stuff. What's in the news? So, Discovery has acquired Warner Media, AT and T's Warner Media. Oh, these all these corporations. Why doesn't it just like one name, one company? It'll be Disney one day. Brand I mean, recognition. Yeah. I mean that's right. I guess it's it's it, it is what it is. I mean, like, if Warner had a decent brand, I would understand it. But you know, are we going to be watching? So so that means that Discovery owns Batman now, right? Technically, yes. Technically, yeah. But I think the new the new company is going to be called uh, Warner Media, maybe. No, or, something Discovery is in there. Is it Warner Media like Discovery, Warner Discovery, Discovery yeah. or something? Warner Brothers Discovery. It's in the article. I, I think Brothers is out. I think it's Warner Discovery, but I'm not sure. Oh, no. What about the Animaniacs? They'll be the Discover Maniacs. <laughs> the Discover Maniacs. I like it. Oh, well, now we know which ID I get to use at the middle of the show. The so Warner siblings will now be the Discovery siblings. Yeah. It's harder to rhyme. Yep. Um, so what? What's included in this? HBO and HBO Max and CNN, uh, all the Warner Brothers films, DC films, New Line Cinema. TBS, TNT, True TV, Cartoon Network, Adult Swim, Turner Sports, Rooster Teeth, uh, among other brands, as part and part owner of the CW Network along with Paramount. So Discovery and Paramount own part of CW Network, which is great. That's their that's their big money maker right there. Well, that that's why Warner got it. That's why uh, it's you get a W now. <laughs> WCW. So. Any any comments on on that acquisition? Is it going to change? It's not going to change anything. It doesn't matter, right? It's not going to change because cool. all the same all the same Muppets will still be at top, and they'll still make all the same Muppet decisions, and then uh, we'll just have to suffer like we have been. Wow, sandwich! Don't hold back. <laughs> I mean, listen, we, we it's not like it'll change the fate of DC of DC films or like they're not going to get know, good all of a sudden. Reason. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. not going to change. Yeah, it's not like they're going to be good. <laughs> They changed the name on the front door. That didn't affect anything. So the same shitheads inside. Um, well, but I wouldn't. The, the idea, I suppose, is that the should the shitheads could change. They could. We'll see. Uh, HBO. I don't know. Maybe we'll get like a good Game of Thrones show at some point. Oh, stop! A satisfying it. ending. Oh, you know that's not going to happen. Going to redo it. I hope this doesn't affect Rick and Morty. Fooling yourself. Yeah, you Those are my takes. Is Rick there anything Morty, else on Cartoon Network? And... So Rick and Morty's a Cartoon Network. What else is over on Cartoon Network? Oh, Rick, and, Mor- Rick no. and Morty is Cartoon Network, but Rick and Morty has a deal with HBO Max. But but they own both now. Oh, do they own Cartoon Network as well? Yes, Cartoon yes. Network oh, is, okay. is is part of that. So, all right. Well, let's move on. Um, Will Smith banned from the Oscars for ten years. Is that really a punishment? I mean, I think the biggest part of that being a big deal is he won't be back to to present the Oscar next year. So, you know, it's just, it'll stay in the news at least through next year. After that, it won't matter unless he's nominated and not allowed to go. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we'll see. We'll see what turns of his career. I don't listen. I I hope he can still have a prosperous career, obviously, but. Well, I, I haven't heard anything about Netflix reversing their decision to not work with him. So, I mean, maybe that'll change, but I haven't heard that. Yeah. 
Speaking of people whose career is over, um, what about uh, Ezra Miller? Yeah, so yeah. I, I saw they had like an emergency meeting about him at, uh, I guess, former Warner Media. Hey, on the way out the discovery. door. Hey, the new guys have to deal with this with, with Ezra Miller, not us. Awesome. You know what they said at the meeting? They said, hey, guys, listen, in about a week, it's not our problem anymore. So let's just order a couple beers. Yeah. Some pizza. We don't have to make any decisions at all. So, and then I think there's a, um, there's like a fan, uh, petition to just swap out the Ezra Miller flash with, uh, the other guy from the show. Grant, Grant. Gustafson. Is that, his, that name? his name? Yeah. Grant Gra- Gustin. Grant Gustin. Gustin. Grant Gustin. I mean, I, I think he's a decent TV actor. I feel like a TV actor and a movie actor, are not the same thing. Um, nothing he couldn't I, do I, it. I, we, we, we said this a hundred years ago, though, when they cast Ezra Miller to begin with as the Flash and everybody on the planet's like, why on earth? This is the opportunity for them to knit. It would have been the opportunity for them to knit those two universes together. And yes. they just didn't do it. And now it's like, well, now the fans want it. Well, where were the fans like what? A fucking three years ago. How many years ago was that when he choked the fan out in Canada? They claimed that was a Where joke. The fuck was the outrage then? They claimed that was a stunt and it wasn't real. Now it it may have been real, but there was no charges pressed on that one, and that was the claim got from paid Ezra Miller's very camp. handsomely yeah. to just lie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm I'm just saying that that was you know part of the article was that 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 choke was supposedly a joke, but um, a stunt on whose part, Ezra Miller? I mean, yeah, like the person was in on it and they were just playing around. Is is oh. the claim? on on that one yeah, um i think but didn't the fans did want the tv flash to be the flash right i mean that's they, true they did want it back then and yeah you know warner just decided to cast somebody different for for some reason now because they're does that they're dumb does that go back to old school kind of hollywood whereas there's movie actors and there's tv actors and it's like oh well we can't take a tv guy and upgrade him to movies but you can downgrade a movie guy and it's, it's considered a downgrade is that the, i mean, it I mean was, is that a holdover? it was a it was it was a whole different thing you know you know what i mean it was a whole sort of it was a whole different sort of you know uh era you know what i mean where tv was a fledgling new platform and they thought that you know to to have to lower yourself to do tv didn't you know meant you weren't a movie star anymore and so on so and and that's that's kind of my question is that is how much does that still exist today because now it's like all the time movie stars oh they're making a netflix show it's a show you know it's tv i mean they're not making movies i think it comes to budget like if you're on an hbo or a netflix it's almost movie quality to a degree or like a disney plus whereas if you're doing like a show on like Network television, like CW, yeah. network television. It's definitely different. But if you're on like a major platform like HBO, Netflix, Hulu, any insert name here, I think it still has like street cred. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I, I guess that you know it's still, but it's a it's a holdover from a of a bygone era still, because mm-hmm. there is there really that much of a difference between a TV actor and a movie actor these days. Mm-hmm. Or, so it's going away but it's not gone i guess is is yeah what we would say yeah because tv has stepped up enough where you know game of thrones when it was good was movie quality so you know 
you know, yeah, TV but, actors and movie quality things, and then they went on to do movies. They went on, but so again, so they upgraded, yeah, from a show to a uh-huh. film, right? Well, also, like, what was the the actress who played Cersei? She was definitely a movie actress. I don't think she was really in a lot of TV shows. So she downgraded. I and mean, that's what I'm saying. It's like she downgraded. It, yeah. it was a step yeah. down to do Game of Thrones. Then Game of Thrones is really possible, so she can use yeah. that to springboard back to movies, right? Yeah. I know. I just I feel like the preference is still. Oh, I want to be a movie actor because that's the top echelon. I don't know. Yeah. Um, how Less about work? Yeah. Right. Yeah. You do one thing and then you're done, and then you get to take time off. And yeah, it, it is less. A TV is a grind, right? Shows are. You were working for nine months out of the year, and then you come back and do it again the next year instead of working for three months and being off for, I don't know how long it works. Um, How about some happy news? How how do you feel about that crazy couple, Benifer, right? Ben Affleck, Jennifer Lopez. They're back together. They're engaged now. Uh Uh-huh. Do you think that's all publicity? So, so what they're going to do is they're going to bring Batfleck back and then Jennifer Lopez will be the new Catwoman. Oh, or they could just flash forward in time, right? And it's still, it's the same. It's just old Batfleck and young, yeah. and, and it's Robert that Pattinson. That could be the end of the Twilight of, of Sparkle Bat. You do a flash forward to Batfleck playing. Oh. <laughs> Kev, listen, sit down. I know you're excited. I know you're really liking this idea. Just let it, just let it mull in your head for a little bit. No. Yeah, my wife seems to just, think that's 100% yeah. PR uh, a a 100% relationship yes. relationship of convenience for both of them uh, let's go to the darker side of Hollywood uh, Kevin Spacey's trying to get Anthony Rapp's uh, sex abuse lawsuit thrown out uh huh so it's funny I regularly at this point Kevin you'd have to do anything you could possibly do if you were uh, Kevin uh What's his name? Spacey. Spacey. You'd have to do anything you could to, you know, clear your name, so to speak, because, I mean, the man hasn't worked in how long? How many years has it been? It's been forever. I mean, the last thing I saw him in was Baby Driver, and and even that came out, like, as things were breaking, or maybe even right and then After. he was in was it like House of Cards was that was a Netflix well, they, they, show? They no, killed him what off. he did was he did a he did the most awkward I can't remember where he did. Did he put it on YouTube or something like a Kevin Spacey thing where he was, you know, talking about how he was going to come back, but he was doing it in the character from House of Cards. Oh, yeah, that was that was creepy. So fucking awkward. Everybody was like, dude, no, no, this is not the way, you know, this is a character. Oh, I know that you play. This is not like life. You know, I didn't realize he was like from the area. Kevin Spacey's from Jersey. He's from Jersey. He's from like two minutes from my house. Yeah, poor poor Anthony Rapp was just two minutes from your house at a party with Kevin Spacey when he was, you know, underage, and apparently Horrible. Kevin Spacey made a pass at him. And then he went on to be in Rent, and now he's on Star Trek Discovery on. No, what, was it? Oh yeah, because Anthony Rapp was doing things before Rent, like Adventures in Babysitting. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's been an actor for quite a while but his biggest like his biggest credits would be rent on broadway um and then you know now he's on i mean his current is star star trek he's been in a few other things i saw him uh do some broadway here in uh, san diego california got a picture with him then it wasn't broadway well all right okay he was in a musical here in san diego that i saw what musical 
Uh, it was called If Slash Then, and it was him and Adina Menzel reteaming uh, the couple of people from the original Rent cast back together nice. again. It wasn't bad. It was all right. It was, it was kind of basically Sliding Doors the musical, though. It was the same premise as Sliding Doors. You're seeing two different decisions and two different outcomes like happening simultaneously. I see. So... Uh, let's see, what else? If we move on to the box office, looks like Sonic 2 did really well. Did anybody see Sonic 2? Did anybody care about Sonic? what was happening. I care. I didn't see it yet, but I care. I care about the Sonic movie because they did what fans wanted, and they made him not horrible. So, <laughs> now that we have a second one, I want to continue supporting the, the movies that are not that... <laughs> They so made him not horrible. So when you when you think about it's a it's a video game movie about a yes. a about a side scroller who runs and gets coins right or rings right a hedgehog a, a hedgehog I mean that's it right how do you make a movie about that and it, and they did a pretty good job right I mean like the Sonic movie was decent I heard it was I heard good things I heard well so the the thing is so you now, didn't see it no I didn't see it yet okay I heard good things though the that first Jim Carrey, one the first one I saw. Yeah, that's oh. what we were talking about. The first one was good. That's what I'm yeah, asking. I like the first one. All right. Second one I haven't seen yet. So Jim Carrey announced his also retirement from acting. I don't know if that would be oh, that's right. that yet. Um, so now the problem is he's the big bad guy for Sonic in the movies. So I saw an article about uh, the producer saying, I hope we can make a script good enough. We just comes back for one more movie. And it's it would be Sonic 3. Got to put a put a cap on that career. With Sonic mm-hmm. Three, yep, that's what that's what Jim Carrey Just needs. Just like Raul right now, the cap, Julia. Right now, the <laughs> oh. cap is Sonic Two. Yeah, I mean that's true. What's the difference between making a two or a three? I, I'm with you though, Kev, on Raul Julia. It's like you know, here's this fantastic actor, and then his last thing was uh, Street Fighter, right? Yeah. Like he goes out with Street Fighter, all the great movies in his career, and Street Fighter caps it off. Yeah. Um, wasn't Ming Na Wen the uh, uh, Chun Li in that? I don't think so. Was she? I think so. I think so. Look it up, Sandwich. Who was who's the cast of the Street Fighter movie? Um, speaking of casting, while uh, Dom looks that up, Fast and Furious 10, uh. Captain Marvel, Brie Larson herself, joining the cast of Fast and Furious 10. To cap it off, Ooh. this should be the last one. Yeah, it was Ming Na Wen. It was. All right. So I'll say this. Just... It was Ming Na Wen? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. I don't know why I don't remember that, but okay. No, because the Street Fighter movie wasn't that great, right? It was. Well, it was terrible, yeah. but that's beside the point. <laughs> I've I've been a fan of Ming Na Wen for a very long time. I just don't know how I missed that. I remember she was great on Single Guy with uh, was it was his name John? I can't remember the name. I can never remember his name. Jonathan Silverman, and his show was called The Single Guy, and she was one of the she was part of that ensemble for that. Uh, NBC I don't remember that. I remember her in ER. Yeah. She she played a character early on and then was gone and then came back again s- several years later. Uh that was that was a really good character who I liked. And uh I mean she's done other things, you know. Joy Luck Club. I I actually like that movie. Everyone thinks I'm insane, but they're refusing to look at the historical aspects of that movie. Just the fact that it's a bunch of older Asian ladies 
Yeah, I mean, you know, Kev's, Kev's top ten. I mean, it's Joy Luck Club and then Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants and then Avengers Endgame. I mean, you know, that's those are the top three for Big Kev, right? That's it. You got it. Unbelievable. <laughs> anyway, Brie Larson's going to be in Fast and Furious 10. Now, I'm a fan of this franchise, mostly because I uh, my first car was a 68 Charger. So, you know, there's always a... 68, 69, or 70 Charger in every Fast and Furious movie, so that's a big deal for me. But um, I had not seen Part 9, and I happened to just watch it this last weekend, right before this announcement. And oh my god, it is... I mean, I thought 8 was over the top, right? The Fate of the Furious was where uh, The Rock basically punches a submarine and it, you know, and pushes it in a different direction. But this time they actually go into space in Part 9. Yes, it, it is literally going to space ridiculous. in like a firebird. <laughs> and a, then they, they, they nitro jump a car over a chasm by hooking like by a rock they Tarzan the swung of the car. Yeah, Tarzan swing a, a, a car. Oh uh, my God. Uh, which was immediately following uh, John Cena jumping his uh, car off a cliff and a magnet plane. <laughs> literally. Literally, I'm telling you, it is like a five-year-old playing with his toys. He would say, and then I jump off the, the couch, and then a the plane catches it. And then, and then there's this the string here, and then, and then this other car follows him. Literally, a, a five-year-old definitely just plays with cars in a room, and then the writers for Fast and Furious are just like, okay, write that down, write that down. Okay, he dumped the toys over, and all the cars fell on the other car. Oh, okay, so we're going to have that happen in the movie. Yeah, I mean, when, when that one uh, giant tank truck thing that can't, like, can't be stopped, and it finally starts to roll over, and uh, Vin Diesel just, just jumps out of it, lands on his feet, the thing, the car rolls away, and he's just fine. I'm like, yeah. like I said, they used to at least have some danger, and like in the first one, they were just jumping on a moving vehicle, and one of the guys practically died, right? And by this one, yeah. they're just going into space, and it's no problem. They hit you right. Oh, anyway. So Fast and Furious 10 is going to have Brie Larson. I wonder what part she'll be playing. The the least likable part. (laughs) Oh, come on. What is your beef with Brie Larson? She's just never enhanced a movie I've seen her in. You didn't like Captain Marvel? No, not really. Huh. I I have been I I I do like her and I mean I think she's gorgeous, but I've thought that for a long time. Oh, oh, so you're thinking with your other head. That's good no, to know. that's good no, to know. You at least I've liked her about it. No, sir, I've actually seen more than one thing that she's done. She also did the United States of Tara, which I thought was a very good show on the Showtime, mm-hmm. and I really liked her in that. Also, okay, so, two things. Good show. Well, all right, why don't you name a third thing that she's done without King cheating? Kong? Okay, which one? The 2016 one with the fucking Loki in it. Yeah, what was it? What was the title? King Kong Skull Island. Yeah. So did you hate her in that too? She didn't do much for the movie. She was stupid. I see. I see. I mean, she was. In oh, Scott Pilgrim. so I see. When I have a different opinion, you make you you bring me down. That's what brought you doing. down. Oh, I just no, said no, I see. No, no, it's no, no, it's fine. The condescending tone. No one could hear that. I just said. This audio-only podcast. No one could understand. All I said was I see. Kev, condescending means when you talk down to someone. Thank you. Thank you for that. That's my favorite joke. Yeah. It's a good one. Ha, ha, ooh, he, ha, ha. I thought my jokes were bad. Uh, All right, let's move on. 
Yeah. So Top Gun Maverick is going to come out at some point, and I'm looking forward to that. It's been, what, 35 years since Top Gun came out? Longer than that, isn't it? I don't know. I mean... Like 85 or something? Oh, yeah. Is Val going to be in it? No. Or is he not going to be in it? I think that they wanted... But he was already... I think his health was already a problem. At the point where he couldn't do it yeah. anymore? So he probably would have, um, but... Who? Uh, yeah. Val. Who, Val Kilmer? Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think that... I'm going to cameo and die. Oh, I don't know. I mean, if he was That's in it, that would be I awesome. Think. I, I mean, think he'll cameo. I think he'll cam. He'll do a cameo, and he'll the, the character will die, or he'll be already. It'll be dead. the last one of those guys that flew with Maverick back in the day, and I can see it as a device. So, oh, I mean, it, it would be fantastic. I'm. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Top Gun is a movie that really um, came around for me. I used to have a real problem with it, and. Uh, upon further reflection, Thanks. I was still. convinced. Hmm? What was that? I still have a problem with it. It's a terrible movie. Well, my problem with it was that I felt that, you know, he he caused the death of his best friend. And, like, then you're just supposed to, like, not worry about that and, you know, worry about going after some Russian MiGs. And then that makes everything okay. But then my friend said, no, it wasn't It wasn't his fault. He didn't cause uh, goose's death in fact if anyone did it was Iceman for not getting out of the way and he got caught in the jet wash and it was an accident it wasn't it wasn't maverick's bad behavior that caused now lots of other things that maverick does were is bad behavior but goose's death was not caused by anything that maverick did wrong and i had to be convinced of that by a good solid geeky debate with some friends of mine and then i rewatched the movie and i've changed my opinion so see you know, with evidence and will, uh, good discussion, you can make you can change minds and hearts. Maybe they will. Uh, they'll write that into the script, and on his deathbed, Iceman will be like, "I'm sorry about Goose." Yeah. Oh, that would that would be moving. Uh, to bring tears to your heart, bring tears to your eyes, right? Oh yeah. Oh. It would bring laughter to my lips because it's ridiculous. All right. I'd like to see Anthony Edwards come back, though. <laughs> Just the ghost of Goose? I mean, if... With, with a wig? They put a wig so he looks... can be in space. Why can't uh, Maverick have, like, Obi-Wan uh, Anthony Edwards in it? Force Ghost Goose. I like it. Force Ghost... Force Goose. <laughs> Force Goose. Force Goose Anthony Edwards. Yeah, I like it. Who, by the way, at one time, was the highest paid actor on TV. Because again, he went from movies back to TV or for a ER, right? TV show called ER. Yeah. So there you go. He also had one of the most tragic deaths in TV. And he was the first person to say shit in a, uh, in a scripted way on network television. Wow. On ER. And they allowed it. On ER, yeah. yeah. So, again, how long ago did Anthony Edwards die on ER? It's been 30 years, right? 100 years. I don't know. I honestly don't know. So, uh, you said it was one of the most tragic deaths? Uh-huh. How, how did he die? I want to know. I'm not stupid, Scott. No, no. I Seriously, I'm looking for, I'm looking for this one. Attention. The following information is considered spoiler material. Oh, wait, just just yeah, in case. Spoiler: a hundred years later. Yeah. Like what? What made his death so tragic? He he had a brain tumor. He had it operated on, and that was what they what they initially wrote 
they were going to write him out with this brain tumor, but they came to, they negotiated and he became like the highest paid guy on TV his last year on ER. And they negotiated because they wanted to get one more year out of him or something, or he agreed for one more year or something. And so the, the brain surgery was successful, but then the following year, the tumor came back and killed him. Mm. And he actually went to, he took his daughter to Hawaii uh, you know, to spend some quality time with his daughter and, you know, the tumor is just getting worse and he was getting sicker and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, things happen. Oh. So, and, and he gets to film his last season in Hawaii. So he gets to just, that's, that's part of the negotiation, yeah. right? He gets, he yeah, he's, not, sure he's not on the set the in Hollywood in Burbank. Well, car- and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't, um, it wasn't what you call it. It wasn't like bullshit, you know, because like they had, they had talked about the fact that the character grew up in Hawaii because his dad was a Navy man. So, you know, like it, it, it really just worked out very well for Anthony Edwards, I suppose. Yeah. All right. You know, he got to shoot a couple of episodes in Hawaii. So there you go. Yeah. And be the highest pay guy in TV and exit, you know, pretty clean. And, you know, he's done a handful of things since, but not very much that I'm aware of. So what, what TV show death was the the one that made you hit you in the feels the hardest? Would you say that one was one for you, Kev? What was the worst TV? That one death? is definitely mine. Yeah, Dom, you got one. Um, TV show that hit me the hardest. That's tough. That's tough for me because like there's a so so it wasn't like one of my favorite shows, but Boardwalk Empire. Forget the character's name. There was a guy who was like a World War One vet. With the guy with half a face? face? Oh, it's a yeah. mess. Yeah. Yeah. That, was... that one was sad for me. Him and uh, when Chalky White died on that show. That was sad, too. Yeah. Chalky but... White died in real life last year. Yeah. I know. I know. I forgot the actor's name. That's why. Uh, I said Chalky, Chalky White. White. So I knew the character Chalky White. Yeah. Th- those are those are good good calls. For me, it was uh, around the same time period as Anthony Edwards. It was on NYPD Blue, and it was when Jimmy Smith's character died uh, from heart failure. And it was the same thing. I cried harder when Jimmy Smith died than when my actual grandfather died. So, and you know, and what you you really were hoping was that it would be Dennis Farina. You mean Dennis Franz? Sipwitz? Franz, yeah. Sipwitz. That character went through the ringer on that show, and he really came out the other side with some uh, uh, a, a, a redemption arc. Because yeah, he starts out he a little rough, he and he gets... went through a bunch of shit, and then died of a heart attack. Oh. That would have been more realistic. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. But they did give that character a pretty good redemption arc when all is said and done. I, I mean, you know, I watched NYPD I, Blue I, I to the bitter more, end. One more, and then I'm done. Okay. Uh, I did feel bad when Christopher died in Sopranos. I understand it needed to happen, but I did feel bad when it happened. When Christopher died, or when uh, when his girlfriend died. <laughs> I, I'm more sad about Christopher just because like. Andrea knew what she was doing. It was fucked up. I felt bad for Christopher. Oh, those are—I mean, man, there's some good. There's some good uh, deaths in the Sopranos. Christopher. Oh, I should have oh, yeah, hit the no. spoiler if you haven't watched the Sopranos for Christopher. Oh, <laughs> uh, speaking. You know what? Speaking of speaking of spoilers, I'm gonna hit it one more time. Attention: the following information is considered spoiler material. So. Uh, Better Call Saul, if you're a fan of Better Call Saul, uh, they've uh, basically announced that Cranston, Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul are going to be in the final season. It's like, yeah, they probably are, but why spoil it and ruin it like that? 
Yeah, they definitely shouldn't have. I mean, it would have been a cool thing for the fans watching. It's just like seeing them walk into like the office, or something like that. However, the hell they did it well, in the show. Yeah, and I also heard that they announced um, a, a, another spinoff show and with Giancarlo Esposito. I think it's he's open to it and it's possible. But also, I saw that Vince Gilligan is saying he's not ready. He doesn't feel like he needs to rush into another Breaking Bad. Like he's been living in this the Breaking Bad universe for you know fifteen years now. Yeah, what a shame. No, I mean I, you're right. What a shame he, to have that regular popular work. I mean, well, do you think he needs the money now? I mean, right, he can take a break. He doesn't need to keep doing it. But he, yes, I mean, he does but, good you work. Know, if they want one Carlo Esposito in there. Yeah, you got to strike while that iron's hot because Gus Fring is a great freaking character. And then he's not getting any younger, with all due respect. Speaking of, uh, he will be making an appearance at Star Wars Celebration uh, this upcoming end of May. This is true. Do you want to uh, do, you wanna do this now? A number of other people. Oh, and hold on. Geek Stuff Convention News. Yes. All right. We can talk about Celebration. uh, Celebration has begun announcing guests. Um, There are a lot of noteworthy guests. Uh, Giancarlo Esposito was one. Um, uh, Grief Karga is another one. Apollo Creed himself. Carl Weathers will be there. I am very excited about about that possibility. Do you have a Carl Weathers Um, figure or a... uh... Yeah, do you have an Action Jackson figure? Do you, uh, you have a I, I well I got I got Giancarlo Esposito the other day just because I saw they announced him. And now I was looking for a grief cargo, which has been which has been peg warming every store on this island forever, and now they're gone. So I'm gonna have to get one of those at some point. But I they did do an Apollo Creed figure from the I think it was Jack's Pacific Rocky line. So, and I know those figures are, are, they're not cheap, but they're not so expensive. So I might, they haven't announced um, his times for signing yet or the price or anything like that, which, I mean, I don't care so much about the, uh, about either one of those. Cause to me, it's worth it. I mean, that'll be two figures from Rocky that I have signed <laughs> um, just two. Um but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I really have, I've always loved Carl Weathers in everything, you know, like Predator, the Rocky movies, Action Jackson, which, which no one remembers. Oh, me. I remember Action um, Jackson. Great movie. Happy Gilmore, The Mandalorian. I mean, the guy just has some really great roles. Action Jackson. You remember the line from the uh, from the trailer? Oh, no. Barbecue, huh? How do you like your ribs? And then he shoots them like point blank with a grenade launcher. <laughs> nice. It's been a while. It's been a while since I've seen Action Jackson, but I loved it. He says that the, the bad guy says something like, I'm going to barbecue you or something like that. I don't know. I don't know what kind of gun he has. Like maybe he has a flamethrower or something. Just some stupid. It's like that era, like late 80s, early 90s, those films where they were all about you know getting those schwarzenegger lines in and this was the same thing it was like barbecue huh how do you like your ribs you say dylan you guys clasp your giant muscle arms together yeah 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 i haven't seen you since insert name here the cia got you pushing too many pencils (laughs) (laughs) ridiculous man you know uh ashley Eckstein, who is you know the voice of ahsoka on the uh 
on the cartoon, right, in the animated versions, she was the big, uh, big featured guest at WonderCon. I mean, there was a huge line of people getting autographs from her. I think those were in the neighborhood of 150 bucks. So those autographs are up what, there these days. Just for the autograph? I think so. I don't think that's right. That might have been the autograph and the photo op or something. Yeah, maybe. Ashley Eckstein does not charge a hundred. Mark Hamill doesn't even charge a hundred and fifty. So I, there's no way that that she's charging. Hey, that. this is this is post COVID pricing, my friend. Yeah, I know. Because somehow it's more expensive now. Recession man, or, yeah. or whatever. Whatever the word is. So it's all hosted by official picks. Let's look at Ashley Eckstein. Um, oh, time to be determined. Let's see. She got an autograph at the table. Autograph at the table. 125 bucks. Wow. Photo op, 155 bucks. Wow. If you want to email a JPEG copy, it's an extra 15 bucks. Uh, do, um... Do you, uh, what's his name? Carl Weathers, photo op, 110, autograph at the table, 100 bucks. 100 bucks. Yeah, see, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. Now, but now the real decision comes is, am I going to get Grief Carga or am I going to get Apollo Creed? I, oh, you're I, not doing honestly, both? You're not doing I have both? to go for the Apollo Creed. If I can get that figure relatively affordable i have to go for that what about Giancarlo Esposito? he's only 85 bucks that's a bargain compared to yeah. 155 well, for ashley Eckstein. He, he wasn't in rocky movies i mean he was in do the right thing yeah no one cares uh what about what about the emperor himself ian McD mcdermott Palpatine, uh uh ian mcdermott is usually really expensive like a yeah. hundred and a half so yeah he's 155 also 140 for the autograph mm-hmm Let's see. Katie Sackhoff. Oh, you can bring your uh, Battlestar Galactica goods there, too. And what's so fucking weird about the Katie Sackhoff one is that one year at New York Comic Con, and this is not an exaggeration, one year at New York Comic Con, in the booth behind us was like Katie Sackhoff and that other chick from Battlestar Galactica, the blonde. Oh, wow. They were just behind us. Like, it was just like they had, I feel like, like they had their own booth or some shit. Or maybe they were signing for somebody because I ended up, I talked to Katie Sackhoff for a while, you know, and I was like, was, uh, was that when Battlestar was going on also? Or no, it was after. It was, it was after. in the period when she, she, neither one of them was where Trisha Helfer was that? The yeah, one? yeah. Uh, it was in the period when they were just not working. So. Let's see. I'll give the one last price here. Anthony Daniels, right? C-3PO is 140 bucks and 125 yeah. for the autograph. Again, yeah. I mean, seems reasonable compared to uh, Ashley Eckstein. But, I mean, she's also, I mean, you know, her, like the Her Universe clothing line is yeah, Ashley Eckstein. Yeah, I don't Eckstein, understand why she's, she's so expensive. That's really weird because she was she was much cheaper the last time around. So She's definitely well, having a, a period of... Yeah. I can't remember that actress's name. The whoever's playing the armor or Mandalorian, I think she's going to be there also. The armor, yeah, that's Emily Swallow. Yeah. Let me. I can see if I can find her. Forty-five. Forty-five. Is, is that your guess? No, that's my guess. That's what it's right. worth. Not even worth that. Let's see. Oh, I lost it. Yeah, you have to look it up yourself. 
Let's let's Why? keep moving. You lost it. I lost it. Well, you know what else? What else do you want to talk about? Uh, you know, we don't want to list prices for celebration all day long. What else do you want to talk about? Well, uh, you know, celebration is going to be a good time had by all who attend. So, yeah, look forward to some celebration coverage. As as far as I know, West Coast Scott and I will be in attendance. Yeah. And going to Disneyland and Galaxy's Edge at some point in the days surrounding the Star yeah. Wars celebration in Anaheim. If you're going to be in Anaheim area in May 26 to 29, uh, you know, autographs and pictures with Big Kev are certainly less than 155 bucks. Certainly cheaper. <laughs> Very cheap. Um, anything else about celebration? I'd probably do it. It's the middle of the con. I might do it for a hot dog. <laughs> It depends. Yeah, it depends. Or I got, I got this salty pretzel right here. Here you go. No, not pretzels. You got a pretzel guy? No, oh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe a Coca Cola. I mean, something. yeah, that sounds good. Sandwich, you were at a con this weekend, right? I was. I went to. Did uh... we take a break? Well, let's let's finish con news and then we'll take a break. Oh. I went to uh, like Woodbridge Toy Con, something like that. Is that a hotel? In Woodbridge, New Jersey. Was it, it was like ToyCon? A... Or was it like, did it have a more specific name? I think it was just Woodbridge ToyCon or like the okay. Woodbridge Toy Show. Okay, got it. It wasn't anything like major. Um, did, 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 but, that, but I don't know. It was not, oh, the Woodbridge Toy Show. Yep. There you go. And what'd you uh, get? So what I got for me as a Power Rangers fan, this Power Ranger dragons it's the power ranger thing if you were look at the video it's the green rangers dagger he calls his giant fighting robot with this and it's cool why does it have buttons on the side it looks like those are buttons. probably had electronics at one time at one point it did so this is like i have batteries in there in theory it would work if the electronics weren't older than me (laughs) what year did that toy come out 94 oh my god i was i was birthed in 96 Oh, real quick, um, speaking of nostalgic toys, I saw a TikTok, yeah. and I, I shared it to, I don't know if I shared it to the Geek Stuff account or my personal account, but this guy had restored a 1974 Millennium Falcon, like, to its original glory. Like, you know, the the um, the lightsaber drone uh, balls hanging from the string in yeah. there, it just, everything uh-huh. looked exactly like it did. And um, 78. 78, okay, it brought... Yeah, I said 74. It brought tears to my eyes because that was my, of all the toys I ever had in my life, my Millennium Falcon was my favorite one. I saw some older, like, what's the name? Like, is it Kenner? Mm-hmm. Is that who it was? That's made? who made it. Yeah, I saw some old Kenner stuff at the convention for an exorbitant price. I had no interest in any of the stuff because I just wouldn't know what the hell to do with it. And then I bought some stuff for some friends. I did some shopping. I didn't forget the one friend. Um <laughs> Uh, and it It'll, was don't nice break to, your it, arm patting yourself on the back. It reminded me of just like a bigger geek flea, which is exactly what I'm looking for. These kind of conventions, because the only real conventions I've been to have been like Comic Con. I went to uh, a bigger convention in Austin, Texas, when I was younger, and then you know, like I like these smaller conventions where you know, yeah, sure, maybe the aisles are really th- small, but there's maybe 80 people in the room, and I can still breathe. As opposed to if this was Comic-Con, I would be sardined between a thousand people just trying to get down to my booth, which I can see with an eyesight. You know, I appreciate the fact that I can walk around and do things. And, you know, toy convention is always fun. I always support uh, the local people because there's all a bunch of like local vendors. You know, I have a shop in 
insert name random city in New Jersey. In the so, Triborough area? Yeah. I'm going to start going to more of them. So <laughs> local Jersey toy coverage might increase on the, there you go. <laughs> on the show because I will be enjoying more of these shows since, you know, it's fun. Yeah. Well, and then, uh, so let's wrap up uh, convention, the convention calendar there with, uh, don't forget Furnace Con uh, from your friends at, uh, the friends that brought you Huracan. Who are those people? Huracan. Who is it? Who who brought, what's the, it's the like a church, Sergei. right? Yeah, but what is it? it's sp- sponsored by a church, isn't it? It's a church. Yeah, they're, um, they need to replace the furnace now. So they're having a convention as a fundraiser. And the Huracans have been uh, that was damaged during a hurricane, and they use the proceeds to repair the church or something. All right. Well, I'm I'm hoping that we'll get a call in one of these days to tell us about that before we get to the con there in June fourth. But look up Furnace Con if you're in the uh, New Jersey area and you'd like to attend that. And with that, Kev, you want to take us to break? Understandably, Superfan Sergey is probably keeping a low profile. Right. right now. Well, what happened? A war. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I thought we could not say it. I thought it should be a joke. Like, he's busy. <laughs> and with that, we will bring this episode, episode 500, nope, 678. Is that right? That's right. You got it. Okay. Uh, 678, uh, the one without a title, to Force the goose. first and only break. Huh? Force Goose. Force Goose. Force Goose. Okay. Force Goose uh, to its first and only break, and we'll be right back.
Hello, nurse. This is Yakko and Wacko from Animaniacs, and you're listening to Big Cav's Geek Stuff. Keep him tuned in. Yeah, because if you don't, he'll kill you. Yeah, he is really big, folks. We're looking at him. It's scary. We're Animaniacs, totally insane. Inky and the Brainy. Animaniacs, those are the facts. So there was a couple of things we didn't catch in the first segment that I wanted to mention, and that is, uh, it's hard to say her name, it's uh, Kiernan Shipka. Do you know who that is, Kev? No idea. So that is, uh, she was uh, Sabrina in the in the, the Netflix Sabrina show, but they're apparently okay. going to bring her back for season six of Riverdale on the CW. Oh. So. Did she, did she start? I Riverdale's still happening. I mean, yeah, honestly, Sandwich, do you watch Riverdale? No, I'm not an Archie fan. Oh, okay, but I'm not anti-Archie. I'm just not a fan of Archie. Did did Sabrina like start off on Riverdale? Did they have her on that for an episode and then spin that that off into her Netflix show? I or... don't think so. I don't I recall she, that. I thought but I could be wrong. It's it's Sabrina. Um, this sounds stupid. It's Sabrina the Teenage Witch, right? That's what we're talking about. I mean, yeah. that's the character, but yeah. not to be confused yeah. with the old ABC sitcom starring Melissa Joan Hart. But yes. No, but I'm saying like so the character came out of Archie. That's the same character. It is the same yeah. character. Yeah, no, it's but but we don't want to confuse the sitcom with the Netflix show yeah. which is oh, right. okay. significantly darker and so, different. So so Sabrina's in the Archieverse. Yes. Sabrina okay. is in the Archieverse. The Archieverse now is the thing. Well, I mean in Archie Ar- there's there's Archie versus Predator, right? Hasn't there been like Archie like Archie's yeah. had a lot of crossover, Friend right? Of this show Fernando Ruiz was uh, the artist for a lot of that nonsense. <laughs> hey, it paid the bills, right? I imagine, yeah. 
Uh, I just wonder again if if she has if this character Sabrina has shown up on uh, Riverdale or if it was just kind of they they the two shows were existing separately and then this is crossing them over for the first time or if there has been a previous crossover. I don't believe there's been a well. I, I mean, I don't watch, so I can't say, but I don't recall hearing that there was. Yeah, if you know for sure, yeah. call us up on the GVM line. Two zero one seven three zero two five four seven. See it like you yeah, mean it. If you're a Riverdale fan. Call us up and out All yourself three as a of you. Riverdale fan. I'm amazed they've got six seasons out of that show. Did they I have didn't... Josie and the Pussycats on that show? I don't think so. I feel like that would have been news. That, that would have been more interesting than Sabrina, but I, mean, I guess. I mean, I could know. it have been like a, even a one episode, like playing at the local, you know, juke joint, the local burger stand, a band called Josie and the Pussycats? Juke and just joint. Juke joint. Burger stand. Oh, my God. This you're is, old. This is Archie. That's Archie takes places. I, mean, I don't know. I guess this Archie takes places. 23 skadoos, Scott. <laughs> now you're on the trolley. What um, the fuck did now you guys just say? With gas. <laughs> You're speaking in tongues again. <laughs> we're, we're talking about the, like 20 we're slang. We're using colloquialisms from when Scott was 30 or 40. Yeah, when I was young. Um, let's see. I, I think the, the date's been released for uh, Batman coming to HBO Max. I think it was in July. Was it July? Oh, when good. So, but it's coming. And then over on Paramount Plus, the new Star Trek show with Anson Mount playing... Captain Pike, so it's just going to be the Enterprise before Kirk gets there, basically. Actually, what I'm looking forward to. Yeah. So you prefer to see Anson Mount playing Captain Pike and not Black Bolt? I'm looking forward to a good Star Trek show, and it seems like this one could be one. So that's what I'm looking forward to. You have to hope. One can only hope. I feel like Star Trek, if it doesn't start getting something that is really like a big hit, it's going to really, I mean, I'm not saying it's on a decline now because I don't want to say that, but it's going to lose a lot of like younger people if it doesn't start picking up soon. So it it needs to stay similar. Didn't we get a voicemail to this effect? No. Oh, not. I thought I saw that we got a voicemail, but I guess. If I'm wrong, we'll address it next week. Unless it, unless it came in today. Mail, if you left a voicemail on a voicemail, call the GVM line 201-730-2547. And let us know that you left a voicemail. They're trying really hard to sandwich this point. They're trying really hard to bring in younger viewers with uh, shows like that terrible Nickelodeon show mm-hmm. with, um, with Captain Janeway. It's animated and awful. Um, and you know, I mean, they're trying to broaden the horizons with these TV shows. They're trying to get old fans back with shows like Picard. And I just don't, I just don't know. I just don't know. I think discovery, I haven't been able to get into it at all. Uh, I haven't as much as I, I, I want to, I haven't still yet haven't seen lower decks. So, you know, like, I mean, Lower Decks is mildly amusing. You know, it's That's in this, you know, I mean, it's fine. It's not as funny as an episode of the Orville. It just happens to take place actually in the Star Star Trek universe. Um, Kev, you are correct. There is a voicemail. So should we should we do the voicemail? Hello, geek stuff. I have a question that 
I think only you all can answer. Star Trek versus Star Wars. Which one is better? I will hang up and listen to your answer. Thank you. Is that Adam Driver? That was West Coast Adam Driver. Did you know that he was the one calling, Kev? No. <laughs> we haven't heard from West Coast Adam Driver in a year, so welcome back. Uh, welcome back to the show. So the, the question has officially been posed, Star Trek or Star Wars? Do we know that it was West Coast Adam Driver? I mean, that was for sure the artist formerly known as West Coast Adam Driver, the person that has been known on this oh, show as West Coast wait, Adam wait, Driver. Is, wait, is East Coast Adam Driver. We already have a West Coast one. It's actual Adam Driver. East Coast Adam Driver? Or is this Adam Driver? <laughs> it's, it, I don't know. The artist formerly known as Adam Driver. I know what I have to do. But I don't know if I have the strength to do it. Do it. Will you help me? Will you help me? All right. Uh, which one is better? Well, it's comparing apples and shoelaces, sir. It's comparing science fiction versus science fantasy. So how are we supposed to do that? Wow, that's a, that's a very uh, wishy washy way to get out of that to sidestep that question. It's not a it's not a sidestep. It's the hundred percent um, truth. Star, Star Trek, Trek is science fiction, and Star Wars is science fantasy. So it's really like difficult to do a comparison between the two because you know one is sort of more realistic and the other one is more sort of bullshit yeah. so it's you know how do you compare them i don't i never you know i've never answered this question. i've been asked this question my whole life and i've never answered it because i don't understand it you know you want to compare uh like things let's compare uh babylon 5 and star trek well star trek easily wins because babylon 5 was created by j michael straczynski who is a hack there easy argument oh do you think i should throw out his book on script writing that i have over there i i have i have j michael straczynski's book on script writing right over there do you think i should throw it out no i think you should burn it <laughs> okay because if you throw it out the chances are someone else might pick it up so there's that and then uh i mean do you want to do the reverse with star wars oh well what do you compare star wars to what's a it's another big uh space fantasy you know like is that I dune i don't even does dune huh? fall in that category dune would so. be technically science fiction also my opinion see i've yeah, never it, it, i've that's... never heard the term science fantasy i've always heard there's science fiction books and then there's fantasy books right because one involves science and one involves well, thing, magic but i guess star wars does combine assumes... the two well, no, I think it's because everyone assumes the moment you say fantasy, it's swords and dragons and magic and elves and bullshit. Whereas the truth of it is, is that just because it has spaceship, uh, spaceships and guns in it doesn't make it science fiction. I feel like the closest analog I can think of for Star Wars, this is sounds stupid, is Lord of the Rings because it's fantasy and adventure some kid from a from like some small I mean, area if we're talking like, basic fantasy basic fantasy fantasy yeah. Yeah, yeah i mean i guess i could see that but you'd want to go a little closer to that sort of space fantasy and i honestly i just have trouble thinking of 
I have trouble thinking of uh, of sort of another space fantasy, uh, you know, kind of thing because so much of the science fiction sort of bleeds from the Earth. You know what I mean? You know, uh, Battlestar Galactica was well. No, I mean, I guess technically that would be science fiction because they ended up on Earth. So, I mean, you really got to, I mean, you you really have to think that through. What other universe was created from the bottom up, you know, that has science fiction overtones, but yet isn't actually science fiction. It's a tough thing. It really is a tough thing. Ender's, nope, that's Earth. Um, you know, like, that's what I mean. It's a really hard thing to compare anything to Star Wars. Unless you're getting really broad, you're either really broad in fantasy or you assume just because it has spaceships and laser guns that it's automatically science fiction. I just don't agree. Yeah. There you go. I don't know. Again, I still think that's kind of circ- circumventing the, the question. If you, which one do you like better if you had to choose one? You see, but the, yeah, but you see, I, yeah, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't choose one. You'd shoot me in the head because <laughs> the gun was at my head and I was forced to choose one. I mean, what are the criteria? You know, like I just can't, I love Star Trek for a lot of reasons. I love Star Wars for a lot of reasons. I hate a lot of Star Trek. I hate a lot of Star Wars. So, I mean, maybe not hate in either case, but I don't like a lot of Star Trek. I don't like a lot of Star Wars. So, What's the criteria? Would I rather sit down and watch Star Wars or sit down and watch, uh, you know, Star Trek, the motion picture? Uh, I'm going to go Star Wars there, probably. Yeah, but what Would about I the Wrath of watch uh, uh, any movie with Star Wars movie with Adam Driver or the Wrath of Khan? I'm going to take Wrath of Khan for the win. So, you know, like any Star Wars movie with Adam Driver means the Disney sequels, just for the record. Um, not any Adam Driver movie, because I happen to think he's a really good actor. But that's the point I'm making is, you know, like it's it's an it's an impossible for me, at least it's an impossible question to answer. All right. Well, it's impossible for Kev. Sandwich, can, what do you think? Star Wars. Star- Next. Easy. Oh, that was easy. Wow. No Star Trek. So, yeah, because you've never seen Star. Okay, so here's yeah. here's how I felt about it. Um, you know, when obviously you know seventy seven Star Wars comes out, it's a major impact on my life. All of my toys were Star Trek or were Star Wars toys. I, I know, I, I and, loved it, and it was probably impacting your life in strange ways because you're forty three years old and you had all those toys. That's right. So. I was the, I was the only forty three year old playing with toys, um, and I and I loved Star Wars, and because you know, again, I did like science fiction and all all and fantasy and dungeons and dragons and all this all this stuff um i also watched you know the 60s star trek show but then as we move on to you know the the 80s and the 90s and then you get star trek the next generation which i really enjoyed and there had been no new star wars since you know return of the jedi and as we move on into the the prequels you know i remember going back to the nostalgia of my childhood was so excited for episode one, you know, waited in line for the tickets, went to see it on opening day, and then was extremely disappointed. And so for all the prequels, they didn't win me back. And I realized that the Star Trek movies, you know, the Wrath of Khan, Search for Spot, all the Star Trek movies, those characters had gotten deeper and deeper into my heart. And I liked those characters more and more and more. And I hadn't seen anything with, you know, Han and Luke and Leia in 30, 40 years. So, 
and then and so Star Trek was continuing to generate new content, and I liked the Next Generation, and then I liked uh, you know Deep Space Nine, and I was just building a greater and greater love for Star Trek, and so um, up until the Disney uh, sequels came out, I would I would have said I started out as Star Wars, I changed to Star Trek, and today I think that I'm. I am very much on the fence because I like both very, very much, but I feel like Star Trek has had a greater impact on me because there's, it, there's just been more new stuff over a longer period of time. And not, and not that it's all great, but I mean, you know, like my love for, you know, Captain Kirk and Mr. Spock and Bones and all the characters from the original Enterprise, and then even when they remake them in the Kelvin universe, I'm just, that really, that really, I, I feel something there. So anyway, I think that I'm leaning just a little bit towards Star Trek today. All right, I guess nobody else wants to comment on that. Sure. We can. I mean, listen, my uh, my bias says Kevin he, he, he immediately pointed out I have not seen a single bit of Star Trek. I have no interest because I, I blame myself. <laughs> I, I blame myself, and when the opportunity arises, sandwich, you and I will work through Star Trek a lot of content though but we're gonna do it together so you don't have to do it alone i appreciate that actually <laughs> it, it'd be a lot easier to, de- to digest it with a friend than digest it alone i know that for a fact with this stuff i think i think you'll like it once you accept the fact that we have to get through the 60s tv show and it's a bit goofy <laughs> then fine but then after that it's fairly you know entertaining and fun and you might even like some of it i hope so yeah. All right, let's move on to this. Hold on, move on to this. Geek stuff. Comic news. Smell that? That's the smell of new comic books. Sandwich, tell me about uh uh Avengers on Dinosaurs or something like that. <laughs> Do I have to? Yeah. Uh, so Marvel is coming out with this hit new thing to really bring fans in. It's called Avengers. 1 million BC. And apparently, so the, the, the gimmick is we're going to do an Avengers team, but it's going to be like ancient times Avengers team. So the Thor, it's going to be Odin. You want a Black Panther? Well, it's not T'Challa. It's whoever was Black Panther a million BC years ago. And then there's a Phoenix and there, there there's a Ghost Rider. So I made the joke when I was reading the article, oh, it's going to be a, a flaming skull on a velociraptor or like a t-rex or some other animal dinosaur or it'll just be a guy running because he needs to be on some kind of animal we'll see what they do um and apparently uh the secret origin of thor will finally be revealed the secret origin that we've never alluded to uh that will be used as uh, just a prop to try to make people give a shit and then it'll be forgotten about because continuity is dead in marvel comics um this could have just literally been hey we're gonna do this fun thing avengers 1 million bc and have nothing to say about like oh someone's secret origin could just been a comic and honestly it might have been almost fun it might have been almost fun if they just did not try to like have it just trying to make it a must read book yeah honestly if they had just not said anything into like avengers a million bc i might have been vaguely interested I'm not gonna lie to you, so I'd be incredibly interested. I might have been vaguely interested. I might have picked up a trade. Now, I almost care even less than I could care. 
it can kiss your ass. Yes. Oh, and then apparently there's a new What If series that's just all Miles Morales all the time. What if Miles Morales was Captain America? What if Miles Morales was Wolverine is number two? What if anyone cared about Miles Morales? Who knows how far they can go with this. Um, I don't know. Does anybody need a new job? Because Activision Blizzard is actually paying people to be game testers. That seems like a good job for somebody. Cool. Where can I sign up? What are they testing? Do they say what game? Wow. You just play WoW and they pay you all the time. (laughs) They have other games beyond WoW. What, what, what's your favorite Activision game? Me? Yeah. Oh, I don't even know. <laughs> I, can't, I didn't play WoW, and I can't say anything. It's time of the night. We turn on the black light. Let the dungeons and the dragons begin. It's D&D. Oh, sorry to cut you off there, Sandwich, uh, but you know what the music means. Time to talk about Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. You sent the article. You should have known that was coming. That's fair. I just didn't know when we were doing it. <laughs> so what was the article? This is, your, this is your show. All right. So the article was talking about how apparently uh, at Wizards of the Coast, there was a push. But Hasbro, I guess is the worry. I'm going to say it at Hasbro for Wizard of the Coast to kind of split off into its own company. Still be under Hasbro, but to be its own separate company. And it was shot down apparently in glorious fashion, because Hasbro did not want to let that puppy go anywhere and said no, and then it turned into this whole other thing where apparently other people were trying to just... There was an eternal push within Wizards of the Coast from what this article is telling me that hey, we want to get out from under Hasbro a little bit, but Hasbro can't let that go. Yeah, they wanted to spin it off into its own company. The shareholders want them to spin it off into its own company, but Hasbro wants to keep it under yeah. its under the wing, under the thumb. I, I don't know and if this, they break this it has down. All, this has everything to do with content because Hasbro is in bed with Disney on uh, at least Marvel and Star Wars, right? And so you can't have Hasbro be embroiled in some sort of content issues over Dungeons and Dragons, uh, which may tarnish the image, which may make Disney reconsider whether they should have Star Wars or Marvel, which at least Marvel's one of their big licenses. I don't even know if Star Wars is anymore. And you can't have a kerfluffle like that. And in order to prevent such a kerfluffle from happening, you need to have direct control over Wizards of the Coast and the content that they produce. That's it. To me, anyway, it seems fairly simple why Hasbro doesn't want to do that. Because they wouldn't be answering to Hasbro when it comes to content decisions. They would be saying, well, this is what we're doing. Yeah, you owe us, but we're you own us, but we're doing this. So that's that's what I think anyway. That's fair. I mean, it it would have been nice in theory because I feel like we we could have gotten I don't want to say darker D and D because they do have like more intense D and D or magic or you know more intense Wizards of the Coast, but you know I guess smartly so. I guess we're Kevin just said. never going to get a reprint of Oriental Adventures. <laughs> yeah. No, well, if, if it spun, spins off into its own company, there's always the possibility that enough shares get out into the world and it gets acquired, you know, through some kind of hostile takeover. I mean, you're right. They, they could, if they never release more than half of the shares, then they could always maintain control. But 
Right. I mean, you know, a separate. There's just corporate finance issues about uh, spinning off profitable arms of your company. So, very true. Which doesn't seem to make sense when you look back to things like the the Discovery AT and T Warner merger that AT and T owns Time Warner, which used to be the biggest you know media powerhouse in the world at the time, and then AT and T you know a, a, a communications company buys them, and then who bought all of it? A O Fing L, right? It was AOL Time Warner for a while, and now where, where's AOL? It doesn't even exist anymore, right? It's a it's a buggy whip in the internet age, but I don't know. Probably a separate conversation. But anything else about uh, Wizards of the Coast and Hasbro? You want to throw in a Hasbro rant while we're here, Kev? Nope. Nope. All right. What's well, going on with um? Well, with I mean, we could we What's could the, say Haslab? we could say that uh, they had a Star Wars fan first Wednesday where they revealed a bunch of uh, uh, at least in six inch a bunch of repaints and reuse. Um, there was some new stuff uh, in three and three quarter. Uh, for me, the figure in Dan solo carded figure came with three instruments. Um, that was nice for the for the uh, vintage collection. But they said this is the only time you're ever going to get this figure carded because the next time it will release, it will release in a set with the whole band. Which had better not be a con exclusive because I'm going to kill somebody if it is. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, so there's that. And yeah, a bunch of repaints, reuse, that kind of thing. They did a Saw Gerrera, Star Wars Black Series Saw Gerrera. He's a deluxe figure, you know, because he has a lot of, you know, interesting sculpt on his body. So he's a deluxe, so he's more expensive. They also announced that Grogu is going to get another release in the Black Series, but this one's going to be in the main line, even though they've already released a Grogu for the main line. So one is assuming that he will have, I mean, that price point has to get up to like 27 bucks. So there better be a shit ton of accessories in there because as of right now, nobody, you know, can see it. With Grogu? And of this program... Bill Burr, Migs Mayfield himself, they announced his season one uh, version of his character will be coming into the Black Series. At some yeah, point. I mean, that's the one you got to get because rather than the one in the, in the uniform or in the, you know, in the armor, right? right. That's the one you got to get Bill Burr to sign. Well, I want Bill Burr to sign them both. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, you could have them both. But if you were going to get one, you'd rather have the first season appearance yeah. than, than the second season with the helmet right i mean i i mean yeah but you know take what i can get yeah all right well let's do this it's dnd warriors that terrify it's dnd so was there any uh any product that we want to do this week no we're running late let's we're running long all right well let's uh let's just do the uh I think we covered all the news. Yeah, all the news that's uh, fit to print. There, uh, let's do the let's do the social medias one more time. Oh, that's so cute! You referenced print media. <laughs> that's right. I just need pictures of Spider Man in the Daily Bugle. We shouldn't have called it. We shouldn't have called it Force Goose. We should have called it Scott is old. <laughs> I think we've done that before. I'm sure. Um, 
Yeah. And if you want to find Scott on the social medias, it is Pi Day Scott at P-I-D-A-Y-S-C-O-T-T on the Twitter. And it's Pi Day Scott 1 over on Instagram. And be sure that you are following the show, right, on the Facebooks, Twitters, Instagram. It's Geek Stuff TNG and all those places. Kev is really good about posting articles over on the Facebook page. Um, if you want if to... If you want to find Scott on the social medias... Type into your computer www dot onion tied to my belt, which was the style at the time. That's my favorite old thing ever. Yeah, uh, I was wearing an onion on my belt, which was the style at the time. Why the hell do I know that? It's the Simpsons. Okay. Yeah, you remember I showed, I sent you guys the TikTok of that guy's tattoo where he has the entire speech of an onion tied to my belt tattooed down his side, and it's oh, immense. Yeah. Um, all right, but if you want to call and talk about tattoos or The Simpsons or any of the things that we talk about on this program, you can call us on the GVM line. 201-730-2547. Or you can send us an email. At geekstufftng at gmail.com. And be sure and uh, follow us over on the Patreon, patreon.com slash geekstufftng, where you can support the show at many various levels. Be sure to subscribe, like, share, and review at whatever podcatcher you use. Share it with your friend. It helps the show out. And with that, I will turn it over to Mr. Sandwich to tell us his social medias. You can find me on Instagram and Fortnite at Fat Dumbledore. F A T D O M. I didn't say not with you. B-L-E-D-O-R-E. Mr. Kevin. You know, you know, the Fortnite lets us know how long it's been since the last time you and I played together. Five yeah. weeks. Oh, I'm sorry. Five weeks. I'm just saying. Scott, before when you said share on social media, all I heard was, if you believe in love after love. <laughs> so make sure you use that as the outgoing music. Oh, that's the outro? All right, I'll get it. And uh, you can find me at Big Kev GS on the Xbox One and Fortnite networks, and uh, otherwise BK Geek stuff everywhere else. And with that, we will bring this episode of Geek Stuff TNG to a close. Episode 678, the one where Colin Force Goose. Uh, to an end the way we end some episodes by saying good night Nehemiah Persoff wherever you are and on that note we cue the music
All right, hey. All right, good job, guys. Uh, let's just not come in tomorrow. Let's just take a day. <laughs>